So, Mike, are you ready for your yearly uh, performance review? Oh, shit, I didn't know we were... Okay, yeah, sure. I okay. didn't know we were still doing that today. Yeah, no, this every year. Today. Every, yeah, today. I, I, I'm sorry, I just, I didn't, uh, I, uh... Well, you didn't have to prepare, it's a performance review. I got the paper right here in front of me. Well, let's review, uh, if, if you will. So, um, I want you to answer each question honestly. Okay. Um, question one, uh, name? Uh, Mike, Michael. Um... He says here, it says here, Andrew. Who's Mike? Hang on. Wait, did you did you hire another, no. another person? Okay, then we might have an intern. We, I lost him, though. We, what the hell do they do here? I don't know. He escaped. He's, not, that's not how internships work, sir. Okay, question two. Is he getting college credit? Are we paying him? On a scale of one to ten, how do you think your performance has been? Uh, better than Andrew, for sure. I mean, come on. He managed to escape within, like, a day. You know what? I will give you credit for that. <laughs> You're we still working not, on we it. We did not make it easy for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna... I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still I'm st st recording for food pellets <laughs> over here, so... <laughs> I'm gonna give you three stars and a six out of ten. Uh, hey, wait, hold on. Yes, you're playing for stars and, and, and a numeric score. Okay. Five, five stars? Five stars and, uh, and that sounds cocky. Out of ten? Okay. That sounds cocky. I'm gonna give you one star. No, I was asking. Okay, the... question two. Damn question it. three. Okay. Uh, who is the better undertaker, Mike or Alex? Uh, I'm gonna say Alex. Um, so that I fishing for fishing for compliments. That's minus two points. Son of a bitch. Uh, everything. Would you like to change your answer? No. Okay. I was gonna say I'm bluffing. <laughs> two point minus two points. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stick to my guns, even when I'm wrong. Yes, and uh, the final question, is there anything that uh, upper management could be doing to uh, better your experience? Yes, increasing the food pellets, number one, increasing and number two, pellets. opening the door every once in a while, and number three, letting me know about new interns, and number four, how many people do we have in you upper can only, management? You can only have three things. Three things? Can I change one of them? No. <laughs> Damn it! So you'll, okay, so you want, um... Two food pellets instead of three, and no, an open window to fart out of. Hold God. on. Performance those, review over. Those are Thank both you. not what I said Welcome here. to the weekly undertaking where I am mad with power. I don't remember giving him that power. Uh, thank you for joining us today. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Yeah, it's snowing. It is Kind it? of. I haven't been outside. It's like rain hailing. In several months. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you grad school. Yes, exactly. Anyway, thank you all so much for joining us on today's... This is the Weekly Undertaking, and I am Mike. I'm Alex. And, um, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We but, need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're coming out of... We're coming out of bit mode and into actual content mode. There's a difference? I thought this entire... No. I thought this entire podcast was just a <laughs> prank on humanity. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? What? Hey, everyone. If the audio sounded weird, um... Hello? Oh, that's that's probably a lot better. Oh my god. Um, I think you need to have a performance review today, Alex. No, that it's even more funny. So here's what happened. <laughs> I um I may or may not have used our recording equipment to help my sister with her school project. What a cheating son of a bitch. And then totally forgot to change the settings back. You had one you have several jobs, but this was your one job. This is the biggest job so what had happened was we were recording off of the actual recording device instead of the microphones which were off <laughs> they weren't even like not recording they were just off i just didn't turn them on i 
So we're going to keep that first bit, though, because it was very funny. I think uh, we need to get Andrew in it's here. It's just going to... He escaped. He escaped. <laughs> Andrew, come home, please. <laughs> so don't worry. You're fine. It was us who... I messed up, and more just me actually. You 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 say that as though that's not what they were intend they were thinking the All entire right, time. All right, look, you know what? I noticed three minutes in instead of thirty. <laughs> you, that is an improvement. You know what? I I give you credit. So for that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thumbs up yeah. for me for not totally screwing us over <laughs> and having to completely re-record an episode. Our entire Alex's entire mistake was not as drastic as it could be. Please give him a positive yeah. performance review. You know, that's another thing that I really like about us. We've never re-recorded an episode. Yeah, because we don't care enough. <laughs> I think like the few times we have had like big audio errors, especially in the beginning, we were just like fuck it. Yeah, exactly. We were just like it's good enough. Huh. We'll apologize next week. Wow, that's bad. Well, that sucks. Well, All see right. you next yeah, week. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, because we're perfect the first time every time, even when it doesn't go like we want it to or when it should or the way that it should go, then we are flawless every single time we record. Yes. How are you, Mike? Flawless. How are you, Alex? Uh, I'm better now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It, today, this this week was just something else, wasn't it? It sure was. It was, yeah. It was. Uh, it was something from the great beyond. Honestly, it, it was Thanksgiving. Yes, it was. It was a while ago for you listening to it, but yes, yeah. it was uh, Thanksgiving this past week for us because we record in advance. Yeah, M- Mike, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was. Uh, it was very nice. You know what I'm thankful for? What? We had our. Best boy, tweet uh, tweet us two times this Uh-oh. week. Oh, are we about to go from audio error to audio dreamboat? That's yes, we audio. are. Play the song, please. Talking Lewis. Talking Lewis. Pull out the thing. All right. And we're back. That's right. It's time for us to talk about the best celebrity and most amazing man to ever grace us with his presence. The world's best boy. The world's bestest boy. Phil Lewis. Phil Lewis. I still can't believe he talked to us that one time. Yeah, because I paid him money to. <laughs> but it was still like the greatest day ever. Oh, it was in- it was incredible. But yes, this past week, Phil Lewis has not tweeted in like well over a month. Yeah, that's why we've been real quiet on the Phil Lewis news. Cause yeah, because he hasn't let us know what he has going on. But this week, he graced us with two full tweets. Two tweets. Uh-oh. Two tweets. Pause. This episode is about cryptids, I swear. Oh, yeah, we'll get there in a second. Well, <laughs> Phil Lewis is kind of a cryptid. Yeah, <laughs> we're know. not sure if he actually exists. Yeah, pause for a second. Um, Can I because. Can I play his tweet, like the video of his tweet? Uh, you can play it. I'll, I'll put it in later. Okay, cool. All right. So one thing that I love about Phil Lewis and that is literally the best is where normal people and normal celebrities will tweet words. Phil Lewis will record a video of himself, always recorded by his daughter, by the way. <laughs> he never posts like, like a vlog or anything like that. He always gets his daughter to do it. That's so sweet, though. It is. But he tweeted out an advertisement because you know what else happened this week? What? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And you know what's on Disney Plus? The Sweet Life. Yep, both of them. Of Zack and Cody and On Deck. Yeah. I haven't watched them yet. Our sisters were watching them the other day, actually. Yes, yes, they were, because they are are women of culture. I was like, get out of my head. That's what I want to do with your brother. Yeah. But anyway... In spite of all of the wonderful advertising that Disney has done, I'm pretty sure this was not a paid promotion. But regardless, was, was the single was the single greatest um, 
This is the single greatest advertisement ever created. I'm showing. Uh, here you go. All right. Hey, Dad. What are you doing? Well, I'm just looking. I, I just wish there was a place where you could get all of the Disney shows, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, On Deck, everything kind of all together in one spot. Yeah, you're talking about Disney Plus. Disney Plus what? <laughs> oh, God. Yay, Phil Lewis. The fucking greatest. Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't think that was a paid promotion. I just think he likes the Sweet Life of Zack <laughs> You know, I think you're right. I think he's just like, wow, look at me on these shows again. I, oh my god, I love him so much. <laughs> Disney never would have let that pass the the advertising pitch phase. No, honestly, that's that's cold. That is that is incredible. That was worth the minute of dead air. Oh shut To get up. to that point, you know what? You can cut that out, Mister Performance I, I'm Man. I'm sure I could. <laughs> All right, uh, but the second tweet happened literally the next day. What are the odds? Done the next day. The next day was Phil Lewis tweeted out this 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 video. I don't know if this was before or after Thanksgiving, but regardless, here is the video he posted. <laughs> it, th- this one th- that one had, didn't have any sound to it, but what it was. Would you like to describe it, Alex? Sure, Mike. I just saw that for the first time. It was a panning shot right to left, and uh, the first thing to enter the frame was a giant nutcracker, which is my nickname for Phil Lewis, um, <laughs> ironically enough. But panning continuing, it's Phil Lewis standing next to the giant nutcracker holding a giant, like a cane or something. Yeah, it was like, it was like I've watched the video more times than I can count <laughs> at this point. But yeah, it was like a giant cane or something with the tweet, it's the start of the holiday season. I love, I love that. I love it too. Can we go visit him? Again, something that a normal person would have posted as a photo or as a description <laughs> but, but but a panning shot it adds so much he only knows how to do it in vines and you know what that is i love him for that he would have been a gr- great viner he would have he would have been the best but yeah that's that's talking phil lewis for this week thank you everybody well that was way too long how about we talk about what we promised we, we, we delivered the appetizer. We delivered the first course mm-hmm. um, and the second course because Phil Lewis is like both of those. How about we get to the dessert, which is the actual episode? <laughs> I, I think that analogy fell apart. No, I think it makes perfect Immediately. sense. Immediately. You get it, don't you? Yes. Yes, you beautiful man, child. Thank you. All right. What was So what was our challenge this week, Alex? It was to research cryptids cryptids animals or creatures that aren't proven to exist but aren't proven to not exist as you can't do exactly normally these cryptids are things of urban legend or uh, something of or equivalent yes and uh this actually kind of mirrors very well with our animal episode that we did a few episodes ago and the documentarian episode that we did a few weeks before that you mean last week yeah two weeks ago we've been doing a lot of research and my head is tired <laughs> yes uh, i i do agree but this was fun yeah I, at least i had fun with it i had fun too i just also want an undertaking where i don't have to use my brain just use my hands nobody has a accused you of using your brain Thank ever. Thank you, Mike. It's, it's more of just Googling and copying, pasting, and then talking about you. I mean, talk, <laughs> talking about you with the Loch Ness Monster is what I'm saying. Okay. Which, which is the cryptid I did. Oh, wonderful. Loch Ness Monster. Tell us about it. Fine. Do you... Our printer's still broken. <laughs> so All right. My notes are on my computer. Okay, great. Perfect. <coughs> I love it. <clears throat> Coughing, taking a sip of water where the Loch Ness Monster, by name Nessie, by name? That's what uh, 
it, its friends call it. Is that what by name means? Yeah, it's like a not a surname, but an AKA name, I suppose. Is the word you're looking for nickname? <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> Large marine creature believed to some by some people to inhabit Loch Ness, Scotland. There's a lake there. There is. That that's what Loch means in in Scottish. It's a huge tourist attraction, as I'm sure all people who want to see a giant monster will go there, including me someday. Would you Would you go to Loch Ness to look for Nessie? Um. Well, I'd go to Loch Ness because, yeah, yeah, I would. Okay. And yeah. also, I, I just, mean, what else is in Loch Ness? I also just want to go to Scotland because yeah. it's beautiful there. It sure is. However, much of the alleged evidence supporting ex- existence has been discredited and is widely thought the monster is a myth. Uh, I'm going to go further and say that it is absolute horseshit. <laughs> um, even oh, though, you're great. Yeah. This is... Don't get me wrong. I'm the first person who will get online to see a giant monster. But after doing, like, ten minutes of research, I'm like, yeah, this thing doesn't exist. You know what? You threw away the entire economy of a small town in Scotland. Well, no one's going to listen to me. If you think this thing exists and you have your own proof, because you don't have proof, come on. <laughs> you have your own beliefs and yes, suspicions. but come on. I mean, none of this is real, let's be honest. Yes, but, you know, it's more fun to talk about it as if it is. Yeah, So course. I'm not going to. Thank you for explaining the bit. Wait, you're not going to pretend like it's real? No, a lot of my discussion, half my discussion is the history of the reports, and the other half is of what it actually could be that people see. Oh, okay. Because even after the myths emerge, it's very easy to convince your eyes you're seeing something. Yes, it is. Um, So that a lot of scientists have been researching Loch Ness, not with the express purpose of figuring out if Nessie exists, but maybe discovering... What the fuck people are actually seeing. It is a big lake. It is a huge lake. So I've heard. So. Okay. Re- reports of an, a monster inhabiting Loch Ness date back to ancient times, like the 60s. Ooh. No, I mean like the, like, like right around when Jesus was born. So the 60s. A.D. <laughs> 60 A.D. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. He took my wheel. <laughs> Anyway, the first written account appears in a biography of St. Columbia from 565 A.D. Okay, so like 565 years after after Jesus. After Jesus. That, yeah, that, that, is, that is what A.D. means. <laughs> According to that work, the monster bit a swimmer and was prepared, re- prepared to attack another man when Columbia, Columba intervened. Columbia was there? I'm sorry. Who's Columba? The biography of St. Columba. Oh, St. Columba. <laughs> Oh, this is the monster that St. Columba faced, of course. Oh, yes, in the in the famous story. Of St. Columba and Nessie <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Anyway, many of these alleged encounters seemed inspired by that Scottish folklore, which ab- ab- abounds with mythical water creatures. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. There's a lot of yeah. water around and surrounding Scotland. So this shit actually kind of started, like, modern times-wise in the 30s. The, oh, the 1930s. If you're listening to this 20 years from now, so the 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 after the St. Columba attack, everything just went away. No, sh- people were still like doing shit, but like the first time it kind of reached outside that area mm-hmm. was in the 30s with this famous photograph that Mike's seeing. And obviously, I'm sure you've all seen it. You know which one it is. It's it, the one where it's obviously a toy, <laughs> like in 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 Bath. Yes. Yeah. And I, that's not me like being a dick. Like this is like confirmed. To be a dinosaur head on top of a little toy submarine. 
in really? the lake. Yes. Oh, so it is taking place in the lake. At least that much is true. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm not sure if it's actually in the lake. Oh, well. But, I mean, come on. Like, that looks like, like just like a zoom in of, like, close water. Those don't look like big waves. Like, you see the ripples around well, it. Well, yeah, but, like, other big creatures are able to swim in the water without causing huge waves. No, I mean, like, the lack of, like, I mean, it's so, and the angle, like, it just, it looks so fake. But, I mean, I get it. It was taken in the 1930s before cameras existed, Alex. You can't expect too much. You want to tell me that again? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this uh, this photo, which you've all seen, I'm sure, um, offered a unobstructed view of the lake. In April, a couple saw an enormous animal, which they compared to a dragon or a prehistoric monster. And after it crossed their car's path, it disappeared into the water. So, theoretically, the monster crossed the road and into the water. And they decided to take the picture when after it got into the water? Oh, that wasn't that. That wasn't that person. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Yes. Um, the person who took the photograph uh, was named Robert Kenneth Wilson, and he was an English physician. Physician. He photographed it, um, which became – this photo became to be known as the surgeon's photograph, and it appeared in newspapers. This was like the first time people were like, oh, God, it's It's real. It's anyway, so most people were thinking like, oh, it's a plesiosaur, which is a marine reptile that went extinct 65 million years ago. So of so course it lives in the lake. Makes sense that it would live in a yes. freshwater lake. So this is, I'm showing Mike an artist's depiction of what a plesiosaur is. Oh, yeah. I could kind of see the resemblance yes. to what Nessie is made out to be. So but, like, did it live in freshwater? I'm pretty sure not because that thing... Come on. That thing's huge. I mean, there are great lakes. Do, do, Five of them. Whales do not live in lakes. You don't know that. They could live there, just not discovered. Probably, maybe. I'm a scientist, man. Okay, so Loch Ness. <laughs> Numerous monster hunters over the years. Well, wait. Do, do we know where the original picture, picture came from? Where, where what did it come picture? from? The, the, the iconic one. Where did you this say one? that? It, yeah, where did you say that? It was it? photographed by a man named Robert Kenneth Wilson. That's right. The, phys- the surgeon's photograph. Okay. Yes. So uh, the one thing that I'm also noticing about that iconic picture is that there's nothing anywhere near it to give it any frame of reference for size. Which I think is intended. Yeah, I think you're right. Knowing what we know now. Exactly. Confirmed, not speculated. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Over the years, several sonar explorations in between the 80s and 2000s were undertaken to locate the creature. Nothing was ever successful. In addition, numerous photographs allegedly sowed the beast. Most were discredited as fakes uh, or depicting other animals. Have you forgotten that dinosaurs are immune to sonar? That's that's something that you haven't Science. thought about. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Shut up. I want Nessie to be real. I do, too. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, love that movie, The Water Horse. Oh, I actually never saw that one. It was good. CGI is terrible, but it was so good. Well, it was like early 2000s, Yeah, right? so it was that creepy CGI. Yeah, like of the Polar Express. Yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a fun movie, Yeah. Um, and I, I did like it. I do like Nessie, but it was a very predictable film. Anyway, <laughs> notably, three in, out of five stars. <laughs> in 1994, it was revealed that Wilson's photograph, the famous one, was a hoax. Spear. Sp- oh, excuse me. Spearheaded by a revenge-seeking uh, Wetherill, the monster was actually a plastic and wooden head attached to a toy submarine. Despite the lack of conclusive evidence, the Loch Ness Monster remained popular and profitable. 
in the early 21st century. It was thought that it contributed nearly 80 million annual to Scotland's economy. Sorry, Scotland, I'm screwing you. I mean, 80 million dollars. That's that's a lot of money, but it's not like the GDP of Scotland is significantly higher than 80 million dollars. That is a it's good not, point. It's not like Edinburgh's like falling apart now that Nessie is not real. <laughs> it's not riding on on the coattails of a plesiosaur. Exactly. That, that it probably isn't real. Yeah. Anyway. Well, then what did they see? What did the, the couple see that was crossing the road? Um, They could have been on shrooms, Michael. I... You ever think of that? I did not, admittedly. That was before drugs were uh, allowed, Alex. They could have also... Oh, drugs were not allowed then. Yep, and now they're totally fine. All right, well, then they could have been this other thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um... Liars? Uh, what? What's that? What? What is that exactly? I don't know, Mike. <sighs> See, that was me lying to you. Oh shit! The creatures being <laughs> repeat behind repeated sightings of the fable Loch Ness monsters may, in fact, be giant eels, according to scientists. Not gonna lie, the idea that it is a giant eel and not a plesiosaur is significantly creepier to me. I don't know why. Why? A giant dinosaur that could kill you over an eel? Well, eels are kind of gross. Eels are disgusting and they can still kill you. They're like octopus tentacles with no puss. Researchers from New I was, Zealand I was have tried so to close to agreeing with you, Alex. <laughs> I just want you to know that you, if you left off that last word, I would have been 100% behind you. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. I might bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to make them even more confused. Yeah, yeah. Following analysis, the scientists have ruled out the presence of large animals said to be behind the re- reports of a monster. No evidence of prehistoric mammal, marine reptiles called a plesiosaur or a large fish such as a sturgeon were found. What's a sturgeon? Um, it's a general. Oh, okay. It's a big fish. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Catfish and suggestions that a wandering Greenland shark were behind the shinings were also discontinued. Here's how they did it. Discontinued? I mean, discounted. Thank you. I'm not a discounting. Re- discontinued means they don't sell them anymore. I'm not a reader. <laughs> Sorry, we're not selling these sharks anymore. Yeah. Which they aren't, which uh, is good. I, They're endangered. Yeah. Some of them are. Anyway, there's a picture of some of the eels that they found. Yeah, and they are just as creepy as I thought yeah, they were. Yeah, they are creepy. They're like, well, how big are they? Like they water also... snakes. They're not big. Again, oh. Those ones aren't big. Those aren't the giant ones. No. Well, here's the thing. The aim of the research was not to find Nessie, but to prove knowledge, blah, 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 covering your tracks so people don't think you're crazy, even though you want to find a monster. I get it. <laughs> you you're, you need to phrase it in such a way that the university funds you first. Yes. I believe that. Yeah. Juvenile eels, known as elvers, that's interesting, arrive in Scottish rivers and locks after migrating more than 3,000 miles from the Sargasso Sea near the Bahamas, where the animals spawn and lay eggs. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. They go from the Bahamas to Scotland? Hey, look, you know what? You want to see things? You want to go places? I guess so, but that's a long way to go. I'm not judging. All right. So, <laughs> so there are a bunch of quotes here from Most Professor- Most people go from Scotland to the Bahamas. What are you doing, eels? Uh, getting away from the people, perhaps? I guess- To yeah. lay their eggs in privacy? You know what? Actually, that makes sense. Or maybe they're friends with the Loch Ness Monster. But that- Wait. All right, yeah. Professor Neil Jamel, <laughs> I think about that one. <laughs> a geneticist from New Zealand's University of Otago, said, People love a mystery. We've used science to add another chapter of Loch Ness's mystique. We can't find any evidence of a creature reportedly remotely related to uh, the monster in our environmental DNA sequence. So, sorry, I don't think the plesiosaur idea holds up based on the data we have attained. 
There's no shark DNA in the Loch Ness based on our sampling. There's also no catfish DNA in Loch Ness based on our sampling. We can't find any evidence of sturgeon either. But however, there is a very significant amount of eel DNA. Eels are very plentiful in Loch Ness. With eel DNA found at pretty much every location sampled, there are a lot of them. So are they giant eels? You know what? I just, like, this guy's very knowledgeable, clearly. I just want to say that his, the excitement rating, if he wants to get people excited about the nature of of Loch Ness, the amount of things that he's discrediting through and through. Yeah. Like, every, like, it, it, he also decreases in, in coolness. It's like, is it a plesiosaur? No, that is ridiculous. But is it a shark? No, that's also, also no. ridiculous. Is it a catfish? I know that's the one you were really excited about. No, that is equally preposterous. Let's talk about eels. Oh, fuck you, man. I don't want. I don't want to go to Loch Ness anymore. Can we cancel our trip? Well, I we. It's not refundable. Uh-huh, well, our data doesn't reveal their size, but the sheer quantity of the material says that we can't discount the possibility that there may be giant eels in Loch Ness. Therefore, we can't discount the possibility that what people see and believe is the Loch Ness Monster might be a giant eel. Well, is, is the giant eel like a species of eel? No, they're saying that some of the eels may just get really, really big. I feel like that's even more preposterous than the than catfish Than a idea. Well, oh, no, the than, than the catfish. I don't know. Like, Well, I mean... With this data, I would disagree. Uh-huh. They found so many eel DNA samples and no catfish samples. Yeah, and then so just one decided to turn to a fucking kaiju out of nowhere. I'm saying <laughs> it's possible for one to get kind of big and to swim by fast for someone to say, was that the neck of the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, all right. And plus, people are looking for it. Uh-huh. So anything they see, and if it's an eel that's kind of like long mm-hmm. looking, they would see that and be like, oh, it's a neck. I saw it. And it, I didn't see the body, but it's his neck. Yeah. Who cut the head off the Loch Ness Monster? It's coming, it's going to get its head. Like, <laughs> like, it, like in like, Frozen when Olaf loses his <laughs> butt. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to make a more obscure reference, but that's a better one. Oh, well. <laughs> I was going to talk about the one from Pirates of the Caribbean where the, uh, the, 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 the shell pirate loses his head. Oh, yeah, that is a more obscure reference. Yeah. Weirdly, because that was also a very profitable movie. Yeah, I recently watched all the Pirates movies on Disney+. Plus. Oh. Thanks to Phil Lewis. Thank you, Phil. And his daughter. Because Phil Lewis saved the company of Disney. <laughs> you know what? He did it once. He can do it again. He sure as Holy hell can. Holy shit, I rambled on for a while. No, Mike, how I'm, about you I'm, ramble? I'm glad you did. Thanks. Um. Okay, so that was, I mean, Loch Ness Monster, always a fun time to talk about. Um. My cryptid, you talked about the, the cryptid of Loch Ness. Yes, I, I actually told you what I was doing beforehand, uh, because we wanted to make sure we weren't doing the same thing. Yes. But you did not tell me, so one of us could at least be surprised. Oh, right, because I did my research very last minute. Well, I mean, I did mine this morning. I don't know if you did yours. Oh, I, I also did mine this morning. Okay, look, full disclosure on the weekly undertaking, sometimes we get lazy <laughs> and then realize that we have to do the episode today. <laughs> that is so accurate. Look, I mean, come on. You tried doing this 72 weeks in a row, I may add you. We we took a couple breaks here and there, like four weeks off yeah, in true. a year and a half. Yeah, it's a lot. That, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. All right, but I'm talking uh, about a more uh, homegrown one, namely the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, good. I was hoping you'd do something realistic. Yeah. 
This is okay. So the the Mothman. Uh, I'll I'll tell you about uh, the sightings of the Mothman, all of which happened in uh, 1966, or at least the most reputable of them happened in uh, late 1966. Wasn't Mothman a, a Batman villain? No, that was Killer Moth. I actually don't know that one, but I no. believe you. Don't you think it's weird that Batman has a villain called Batman Bat? No, I think that's one of the best villains. I think that that was... Hello, Batman! Well, it's every... me, Man Bat! Well, he doesn't talk like they that. They stand next to each other and Robin's like, I can't tell who's who! <laughs> that's not how the character works, Alex. You're being misleading. Which one do I shoot? No. <laughs> no, I mean, look, Batman has... Okay, pause on the Mothman thing for a second. <laughs> Batman has so many incredible villains in Clayface, in, Moth... in Man Bat, in, in Killer Moth, and all of these other really cool guys... Uh, Killer Croc, I meant, not Killer Moth. Maybe but... it isn't Killer Moth. Yeah, Killer well, Croc. Who's is a... the Moth one? There, there is a Moth one, yeah. probably. I remember because we played the Lego Batman movie when we were kids, and I, I liked the Moth bad guy. Oh, my God. And I wanted to be him, but you were him, and I was mad. Anyway. Um... I was Joker. Yeah. I was stuck as Joker the whole time. Well, that's the thing. It's like Joker and the Penguin and the Riddler are the guys that get the most screen time. And, yeah, they're really cool. But, like, there are so many other awesome rogues gallery v- villains out there. I want a freaking Batman movie with Mr. Freeze in it, for fuck's sake. I thought we had one. Did we? Yeah. Wait, which one? Um, Checkmate. Talk, talk about the killer moth more. <laughs> I mean, Mothman. Mothman, okay. Da, 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 da. So in 1966, November 12th, in, Clen- in Clenadin, West Virginia. I apologize to residents of Clenadin, because I'm sure that's not how you pronounce the name. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um... There were uh, grave robbers, grave diggers, not robbers. I want to be clear. Um, Difference. They, they were. It was late at night, and they were digging a grave, and they uh, des- described a large, what they described as a large brown man flew very low over their heads, and then they observed the man uh, moving very quickly from tree to tree in a way that they thought was flying. Um, ah. So that th- that was the first reported sighting of the Mothman, which over time, um, a, a, a um. Well, actually, I'll just I'll just keep going, and you'll you'll realize the similarities. You know what's kind of weird? If we didn't have Batman, I'm sure this thing would have been called the Batman. Hold, you know? I mean, because it's at night. It's a mammal-like creature, Batman. There are more moths in West Virginia than bats. I oh, are think. there, Mike? I don't know that for sure. Oh uh, yeah, go back to your research. I, I don't. I didn't look up the checkmate. Popula- I, <laughs> I didn't check out the population of uh, of bats in West Virginia. I was just making a funny comment. But three days later, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two couples, so four people, observed a large winged creature about six to seven feet in height standing in front of their car. They reported that the creature had bright red eyes, which were six inches apart, a wingspan of about ten feet, and was very clumsily trying to avoid the headlights of the car. Um, I know, it's kind of... Okay, now I get it. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, a moth would be attracted to the lights, but this guy is kind of avoiding it. Well, he's half man, so his instincts will tell him, like... I was like, stay go. away from cars. Stay like, away. We go, go. Stay away. There's light. Exactly. Stay away. There's light. Stay away. Like There's he's light. like dancing in the street. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. 
My hormones are at battle. Yeah. Okay. So witnesses reported that it could fly very fast. One witness specifically listed that he that it could fly up to 100 miles an hour. Oh, what? Did they have a clock and gun? I guess so. A clock and gun? Is that, <laughs> is that what it's called? A speed gun? A radar gun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that know. one. No, uh, yeah, that's what he... I, I was thinking the exact same thing when I read it. I was just like, he doesn't fucking know how fast like it was going. Like someone playing baseball at midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that? It was going as fast as my screw. Ball. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it but it could fly very fast and very well, but it was a very clumsy runner. Um, it was like very – it couldn't really move well on the ground at all. So initially, papers were skeptic, as you can understand. Wow. I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, reporting it as simply a large and mysterious bird, although it did, they did print uh, a witness's description of it as a man with wings. Um so, the Gettysburg Time reported eight sightings in the three days following that sighting. So, six days, and they have ten sightings of this creature already. Mm-hmm. Um, including one from volunteer firefighters who described the sighting as a very large bird with red eyes. Mm. So, the the description that's being formed at this point is it has large glowing eyes. It's very tall, about six to seven feet in height. Has a very large wingspan attached to its back, and is covered with very leathery, fuzzy kind of uh, kind of skin. I guess you could say. So how tall is it? Like six to seven feet. Six to seven feet. Okay. So we're working on two theories here. Yes. One, it's Mothman. Or two, it's Michael Jordan right after he went to an auction. No, he was not 67 feet or six foot seven. It was like between six and seven feet. Oh, so it varies. Like he grows and yeah. shrinks. Don't, I don't know about that, but I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan was at least seven feet tall. You know what? I, I should have thought of a shorter person. Yeah, you should have. I, I Danny was just DeVito. Like, I was just like. It was Danny DeVito in a suit. <laughs> I was just thinking like tall person. Yeah. All um, right. That's fair. Um, Sorry, I'm just being a dick. You really are. Uh, No, I'm kidding. You're fine. You have a lot to get through, and it's already late. No, it's not. We're fine. We're fine. So, the most famous sighting of this creature was in Salem, West Virginia. Of course it was in Salem. Of course. I mean, not that Salem, but... A different one. Yeah, that was Massachusetts, but yeah. But, I mean, a, a Salem nonetheless. Yeah. So, it was a one. It was uh, in Salem, West Virginia, and seen by resident Newell P- uh, Partridge. I'm sorry, that was... It's an easy name. I don't Newell know. Newell Partridge? Yeah. His first name was varied from source to source. People think that he wanted to be anonymous. That makes sense because Newell. Newell, yeah. But uh, Newell Partridge, who was who, uh, he said that he was watching TV one night and uh, the TV went out and started to show some very strange patterns. Uh oh. And at the same time, he heard a high pitched whirring noise outside. Uh, he said he described it as like a uh, generator winding up. Um, so he went to the porch and grabbed his eight millimeter shotgun. Uh, at the time, say, at the time of the noise, his dog was barking and howling at the door um, as though he saw something outside. Mm-hmm. So he went to the porch. He opened the door and Bandit. That that's the dog's name. Bandit. Oh, th- good to know. I would have asked. Yeah, Bandit. I swear. Bandit um, ran off into the distance uh, as if he was chasing something, and the dog was never seen again. Oh, Bandit got bandited. He did. Um, so, page, uh, Partridge uh, reported seeing two large, bright eyes, like bicycle reflectors, moving in a circular motion above the ground. Um, wait, the eyes were rotating or, like, like the the thing was rotating? No, like, 
like the eyes were moving in a circular pattern, like hypno beams. No, I think I think the implication is that whatever the eyes were attached to <laughs> was, was flying, flying in a circle. Okay, that was my que- that was what I was wondering because <laughs> I was thinking like you are now under the control of Mothman. No, I don't think that's bringing what the implication me more dogs. Was. <laughs> um. So, uh, the yeah. So he said that the that the eyes were very large, like bike ref- like bicycle reflectors, is what he described them as. Um, and the next morning, I guess he didn't care to investigate further, which, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't either if that happened to me. Uh Um, but the next morning he went out to investigate. It was very muddy, uh, so he was easily able to see, to follow the paw prints of, of Bandit. Oh, good. Yeah. So he followed the paw prints until it reached one point in which the paw prints started going in a circle and then no other prints were found. So it was following the Mothman above. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that it's safe to say he was chasing the Mothman. Is there so when was this? This what was year? 1966. Were there any photos? Um, no photos, no. Okay. Um, there are many artist depictions, but there weren't any photos. Ah, okay. Um, and to I, I do want to note that to this day there has been no official explanation as to what happened to Bandit. The okay. dog has disappeared entirely. Um, notably, another sighting of the Mothman happened around the same time where witnesses reported seeing bright red eyes and a dead dog. But by the time the authorities arrived, both the bright red eyes and the dog were gone. That mm. was like within an hour. So, and it's also not clear if that sighting was before or after the, 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 the partridge sighting. Um, but yeah, mm. that, that's maybe, maybe something we got a bandit bandit on the loose so those are the most reputable sightings but i'm going to keep going because there's there's a lot more to the story actually Uh uh-oh skeptics believe that mothman might be a sandhill crane which is a large bird that stands at about the height of an average man has a very large wingspan and has very bright red, very large red eyes. Well, that's a lot of things that match. Yeah, especially considering that early reports of the Mothman sound, or were described as bird-like in nature. It, it's pretty, you know. And birds are contemplative about headlights as well. Don't yeah, forget, they sure are. Um, and other, but others, I will say, others believe that it was the work of a committed prankster. That also totally <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say we should start our own cryptid. No, we should not. Why? Because that's how you get shot. The guy had an 8 millimeters shotgun. I guess he just decided not to pull it that night, but still. Like, come on. Oh. What, do you want to get I wanna, shot? I just want to be a part of history, Michael. I guess so. Um, but yeah, others obviously still believe that Mothman is a real thing. So much so, in fact, that it has its own wikia, which is what I use for a lot of this, this stuff. <laughs> but um, I didn't use all of it because it's clearly made by people that believe in it. It's pushing. Yeah. Um, one year later, on December 15th, 1967, uh, tragedy struck. Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Traffic this morning was particularly bad on the Silver Bridge, which is a, uh, bridge that connects Point Pleasant to a neighboring town called Gallipolis in Ohio. You have to be making some of these up. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I might be pronouncing it wrong, but it's spelled G A L L I P. OLS. Oh, it's Gallipopolis. Gallipopolis. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, I don't live there. Yeah, same. But um, but anyway, it connected the two towns over the Ohio River. But the bridge was built in 1928 when most cars were weighing about 1,500 pounds. But in 1967, the average weight of the cars was about 4,000. So heavy. Yeah. So basically the bridge collapsed without warning. 
Oh, God. Yeah, and on that day, uh, 46 people were tragically killed uh, from drowning and being crushed, and, and uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a huge tragedy. That sounds like a horrible thing to happen. It is. Um, so, while initially there weren't any eyewitness reports... Uh, of the Mothman being connected to the collapse. Oh, I was good. I was thinking you were to say the Mothman came out as an eyewitness for this <laughs> disaster. <laughs> well, no, but but see, here's the thing: because this is the second freaky thing to happen to the Point Pleasant area within a year, a lot of people started to conflate the Mothman to Point to the bridge collapse because okay, they okay, okay. so much so that um, in 1975. The book The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel conflated the two uh, with the Mothman conflate, uh, conflated the bridge collapse with Mothman and other UFO sightings in the area. And Point Pleasant from that book became very famous among ufologists and cryptid hunters and other fans of the paranormal. Um, it's pronounced ufologists. Ufologists, I'm sorry. But yeah, even though there wasn't any basis for the connection to the bridge collapse, people associate Mothman with having something to do with it. Um, so, um, Point Pleasant then became, like I said, became very famous for, for the Mothman thing. And uh, as any smart business would, they started to lean into the legend. Of course you should. Yeah, because all these people are coming to town. And to this day, you can still go there and see people dressed up as the Mothman and stuff like that. Mm. Um, now it's weird if you don't see them. Yeah, exactly. So in 2002, they this became a huge thing. Like I said, in 2002, uh, another movie called The Mothman Prophecies came out. Or not another movie, but a movie called The Mothman Prophecies, same name as the book, came out. It started uh, Richard, Gre- Richard Gere. And it was about a man whose wife uh, supposedly saw the Mothman shortly before she died. He uh, And then he wakes up one day and finds himself in Point Pleasant with no real reason for being there. Okay. And then there are a lot of other people with similar stories of some connection to the Mothman and then waking up without memory in Point Pleasant. Um, so, yeah, uh, the movie doesn't offer any conclusions about what the Mothman is, and it, but, uh, you know, it's supposedly a halfway decent supernatural horror movie. Cool. It, is, is it more documentary focused, or is it like... Oh, no, it's a horror movie through and through. Okay, okay. There are several documentaries on the Mothman. This is not one of them. It just made the Mothman more famous. Cool. It got, cool, yeah, cool, 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 got mixed reviews from the critics. You know, if you're into that, check it out. Might might be good. But the reason that this movie is important is because it added to the mythos of the Mothman, making it uh, seem like it's a harbinger of doom. Because every time something bad happens in the movie, the Mothman appears shortly or immediately before the bad thing happens. Okay. Um, so after the movie, that just became part of what the Mothman is. If you see the Moth- Mothman, disaster is about to strike. Oh, it's like Absol in Pokemon. Of all the things you could choose to reference that uh, are Harbingers of Doom. It's the first one that came to mind. You're not wrong. But, <laughs> but I am angry but you, and upset. At how nerdy that is, yes. I think it's well established that we are nerds. I don't think um, anyone would deny that, but, but yeah. But that's another thing. It, it, it's, it's like, you know, you're a bringer of your own prophecy. Yeah. You see something and you now are looking for the bad thing. Exactly, and but... Not only that, what I've also noticed is since the movie came out, bad things happen, and then people self-insert the Mothman into them. There you go. So much so that people now believe Mothman was connected to Chernobyl in 1986, the Mexican swine flu outbreak of 2009, and the nuclear disaster in Fukushima, Japan in 2011. 
So nowhere near West Virginia. Wow, Mothman does Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and also, this is part of the reason that I didn't use the Wikia, because when you scrolled through the Wikia, it just said, Mothman's appearance in 365 BC when, when this horrible event happened. Mm -hmm. And just like all throughout history, all of these horrible things that people have very loosely connected to the Mothman. Yeah, this is why you got to pull your research from many different sources. Yes. This is a lesson to all of you aspiring researchers out there from Michael. Yeah. And not from I. Who did not do this? <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> you okay? No. Um, sorry, I had a, I had a moment. Um, but every year, annually, there is now a festival in Point Pleasant celebrating the Mothman. They have a 12-foot chrome statue with steel wings and rubies in his eyes erected in his likeness. And they have a uh, museum detailing all the major sightings of the Mothman and the history of the town of Point Pleasant open daily. So if this story interests you, there is a lot of really cool tourist stuff happening in uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And it's a small town, so why not, you know, give cool. it some business? Yeah, dude, that's another thing I've always wanted to do. I want to plan out. The perfect American road trip. <laughs> so we'll go to Point Pleasant. Yeah, because Mothman is there, apparently, and not flying all over Egypt or wherever trying to predict the no, next he, he, nuclear No, he settled disaster. down there. He He's settled there. In in what, in Egypt? No, in, no. Oh, in, in Point Pleasant? In Point Pleasant. That's, yeah. That's just where he lives. And Point Pleasant, as we all know, is going to be the next site of the next nuclear disaster. Yeah, stay away. Yeah. We're going. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going. Good luck. Uh, well, yeah. thank you for that tale, Mike. That was really yeah. exciting. That's the the tale of Mothman. The one thing I will say that I noticed about this podcast is we weren't – I think that we were supposed to look into things that we kind of believed in, but I think we both kind of came to the conclusion that the, likely, the likelihood of these things actually existing is slim to none. I agree, but it's also like that's – the fun of cryptids is the – I guess you could say the – the fantasy of them, I suppose. I would agree with that. Because if it exists, no one's going to care anymore. Uh-huh. Like, if... Like, if they... No, no one... There's no, like, wikia about grizzly bears. <laughs> Actually, there might be. There, there probably but is. But not, not, not the animal type. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, if they capture Bigfoot tomorrow... The most that's going to happen – I mean, it'll make headlines. Yeah, people will care for like a month. Yeah, and then it'll just become part of a roadshow. It'll just be another animal. Like if, like King Kong, like yeah. in the movie King Kong. And then in like science labs, it'll be like, okay, we use chimpanzees and Bigfoots to test our theories. <laughs> exactly, because apparently Bigfoot is close to human, I mm -hmm. guess. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm always fascinated by the stories that people make up to to tell themselves. But it's important to uh, to know that they're famous because they're stories. Well, they're stories, but also it's like, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Mothman exists. He exists in our hearts. He exists Is in that our hearts. what you're saying? I mean, I think <laughs> that, like, at the end of the day, these creatures are how people make sense of the world around them when they can't explain them. Same with, yeah. like, Greek mythology. You know, centaurs and satyrs don't exist. We can look at why people started believing in centaurs and satyrs and find a different reason for that. <laughs> um, similarly... I don't think that the Mothman is near as uh, prolific as Greek mythology. I'm not saying that. But similarly, mm. I think that you can look at that and see that there's there's something interesting there. There's something very human happening in the fantasy of, of that. I would agree. Yeah. Um, 
the fuck was I going to say? I have no idea. <laughs> you, Alex has a single finger up like he's about to make a really important point. I was about to make such a cool comment, and the second you stopped talking, I was like, what? <laughs> what was I going to say? It'll come back to you. God damn it. It was something like snarky and clever. Ah, well, go fuck yourself then. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else to say about cryptids or Just anything? To... Oh, that's what it was. I was going to be like, the name of this episode is going to be Downer Debunkers or something. <laughs> yeah, because we... Ah, man. I don't know. We're just not the conspiracy theory kind of people. We had a lot of fun with our conspiracy episode, though. We did. It's because I brought the ducks. Yeah, you did. I should have brought Wolf Squishy Bigfoots. Those Squishy Bigfoots. Those are always fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pick and bucket. Yeah. All right. Time to pick from the bucket. Hey, Mike, while you're picking out of the bucket, I wanted to, to ask you if you ever saw the show Finding Bigfoot. I haven't. I heard about it, but I, I've never, I've never yeah. seen it. I like. I, I watched a few episodes, and then I realized that they're never gonna find Bigfoot because then the show would be over. That's very true, actually. <laughs> so yeah, I stopped watching. It's time to pick from the bucket now. All right, we got a new challenge. Uh oh. Our new challenge is called Game Night. Damn it! I keep waiting for one specific undertaking, and it's still not coming. That I'm, happens every time we do it, though. I'm gonna make sure it's it's still in there. All right. We're just terrible. Yeah. I'm really excited for one, and we haven't got. Well, this one still looks fun. <laughs> yeah. Game Night. The idea we're not is um. Make up your own sport or game. We're not streaming on Twitch a game of Monopoly, but we're making one up. I mean, we could do that. That could be. That, <laughs> there would just it would just turn into an all-out brawl. Yeah. So this should be fun. I, yeah. I like making games. It's a little hobby I do sometimes. Yeah, you are definitely more in depth in it than I am. But yeah. It's so still, it still should be fun. I'm interested to to, to see what you come up with. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think this will be a more fun one. This is exactly what I wanted. I want less research, more fun. More fun, less research. I mean, not to say that this isn't fun. I, I did enjoy talking about cryptids with you, Michael. But this is this is definitely a less heady episode. But it's like now I'm going to enjoy myself. Finally. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it for the Weekly Undertaking this week, right? I I guess so. Yeah. It's that time of, of the week again, everyone, for us to say goodbye. Uh, play, play an awe. Oh, I also just watched um, the Mr. Rogers movie last night. So oh, really? I'm kind of in a happy mood. Oh, that's nice. Was it good? So good. I'm glad. Tom Hanks, you you, you American sweetheart. I can't wait to see. I saw Knives Out this week, which is a very different movie, <laughs> but still very I good. I heard that was good, too. It was really good. I'll tell you what. You go see Mr. Rogers. I'll go see Knives Out. And we'll bring our reviews we'll have, next week. We'll have a powwow next week. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This, as Alex mentioned earlier, this is the 72nd episode of the weekly undertaking jesus christ yeah i know i can't believe we're still this bad either uh but it's so true yeah but if you somehow found a way to enjoy yourself we have 71 other episodes of this quality or lower so please check it out um we have uh subscribe to us on every uh podcast app that you listen to podcasts (laughs) on just like we have uh we uh subscribe to us yeah exactly (laughs) i don't know um we yeah we post every Sunday. New episodes come out every Sunday morning. So please uh, subscribe. Don't miss an episode. We have artists that help us out. We have Adam Rudy who does all the music and Winston De Jesus who does all the podcast cover art. Their information is in the description below. Please give them some love and please give us some love. We have our own social medias below as well. Um, leave a, leave a written review. Those always help. And uh, yeah, until next week. 
Don't forget to challenge yourself. And try something new, like looking for a cryptid. Ooh. Sometimes you gotta stay classy. Yeah, if you hey, if you find one, let us know. Yeah. And if you have suggestions for the weekly undertaking, let us know. We hey, have a form the sign out is supposed to be the last thing. I you ruined it. I forgot. You ruined it. I forgot. You ruined it. Goodbye. You ruined it. Bye. You ruined it. Bye. You ruined it.